0: Welcome to Move Left, Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrulo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? I
1: just saw a very disturbing headline, um, and I, I, you know, I'm not going to feel okay until I see the Hill or Washington Post's uh, comment on this. But I just read this: El Salvador's Parliament ratifies cooper- cooperation deal with China, and I just immediately. I feel panic. Um, Just real, real quick here. El Salvador's parliament on Tuesday ratified a $500 million cooperation agreement with China for infrastructure in the Central American nation. Construction projects will be linked to sectors such as public infrastructure, health, education, tourism, transportation, water, and energy supply. Although the parliament ratified the deal by 66 votes in favor and just four against opposition parties such as the Nationalist Republican Alliance, Argued that the accord would affect the country's free trade agreement with the United States. (laughs) I mean, is there anything more diabolical than tourism infrastructure, (laughs) health, education, and water?
0: Oh, God. Well, you know. Well, you know, we're going to be talking a lot about Israel this week, and we figured the best person to have on with us, uh, uh, you know, to to talk about this uh, is Jules, because you know that's definitely uh, um, imperialism in general is kind of kind of your beat Jules so we figured this would be the, a good week to uh, have you on so thanks for coming on
2: thanks for having me on it's been a while
0: yeah yeah no it's great um so yeah obviously uh, you know last week we we talked uh, the entire episode uh, about Israel and the the atrocities that they're carrying out right now in East Jerusalem against the Palestinian residents there trying to Uh, just steal their fucking houses and, you know, slaughtering them. Uh, And this week's going to be a lot of the same. So, like, if that wasn't your bag last week, uh, (laughs) I'm going to just pre-warn you. You're probably not going to like this week's episode either, but (laughs) I don't really know why you you listen to the show if you're, like, excusing Israel's fucking atrocities and war crimes. But, you know, whatever. Hopefully we can change your mind if that's the case. Um. You'd think we don't have any fans that are... (laughs) Like that, you think it comes pre-advertised, but you know we're, we're honestly, talk about though you never
2: know, you never know you because never know. people are so all over the place, especially on this issue, um, that it's it's really hard to tell. Like you kind of never know. Like you'll have like a mutual right. for like years, and all of a sudden they kind of go off on you, and you're like, "What the fuck? Like where did you come from?" <laughs> it's it's because
1: it's because they started dating somebody who like warped their brain for a few years, and I've seen right. this happen, you know. And I, I saw I saw a picture of somebody. From like a pro Israel march. And they had a banner with the antifa flag on it. You know, Wasn't that in black. Germany?
2: I think that was in Germany.
1: Oh God, that makes it even worse. Yeah. <laughs> and it w- it said anti Antifa means pro Israel. And I was
0: just like,
2: What? Oh, God. sure it does, buddy. Sure it does. Look, I
0: I I mean I'm not gonna I don't excuse it, but I understand like there's it's the same thing, like you know. I was raised Catholic, and I, I understand that when you're raised in a certain religion, uh, the brainwashing is and, and and the the way that you're you're taught from birth that like there's just objective truths in the universe, um, and this is one of them, is very hard to break out of. I and I right. get that, and I and I have a lot of people who I consider, you know, not maybe not leftist, but progressive, you know. Jewish uh people that I work with or relatives who are pretty good on most issues but just cannot wrap their minds around the fact that Israel just you know they still will always come back to the fundamental uh north star of Israel has a right to exist and I think we made a pretty good case last week that uh Israel doesn't have any right to exist they're complete um uh, atrocity in terms of the way they were founded it was a settler colonial you know uh, just incursion on land where people already fucking lived uh, they were just like yeah this is ours now um they're not a country they're not a real country no and no, and, and no, and no I, country has the right to exist i when, mean it's a ridiculous statement we, to begin with
1: you know and and when you say from the river to the sea that is emphatically stating that israel is not a real country and eventually won't exist at least not as a you know religious ethno state and i i fell down a rabbit hole yesterday <clears throat> with um you know because this guy from space command got uh removed from his post for saying that uh, you know the pentagon <laughs> the military have been infiltrated by um critical race theory which is derived from marxism which <laughs> is it, it's that's not true but it is sort of true but not in the way that he understands right. so right. i just, i was just like okay marx what did you know because obviously marx was you know very focused on the American Civil War because he saw the emancipation liberation of slaves as being you know like a, a critical moment in in labor history that could could have gone on to well i mean in some ways it did go on to spur other labor movements um but he he thought like okay like what else can we do if if you know if we can go to war over this like what else can we go to war over right uh, for the sake of liberation. And um, oh God, I got too off, far off topic already. Fuck. <laughs> oh, but he, so I was just like looking through his whole like catalog of things he wrote. And he had a, he, he wrote a whole book. And a lot of his books were like essays he wrote that somebody compiled after he was dead. But he wrote a whole book uh, that was just basically saying, you know, saying like, oh, the Jewish question, which at the time was like, the question was, should, Jewish people have their own country, and he's like, he's like, yeah, that'd be great, but it has to be secular because if it's not secular, right. it's never going to be a democracy, and it's not going to succeed as a nation if it's not a democracy. And people said, well, but the, you know, then if it's not if it's secular, then the religion will not be a way of life anymore. And he's like, look at America; they're all crazy religious fundamentalists, but it's still a secular state,
0: right? Yeah, imagine how much worse America would be if we actually were a fucking. The- I mean, we basically are a theocracy, right. but like, like a, a state enforced and mandated theocracy. You know, I mean, like, they sure as fuck never stop
2: trying.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, Supreme right. Court, Supreme Court. <laughs> they'll
1: they'll they'll pack the Foreign we'll Affairs there. Committee with fifty one people, but they won't. Jules, uh, pack- as you were saying this before the show, they won't pack the court to say Roe v. Wade because they'd rather fucking trash on jill stein forever rather than do the one thing that would protect roe v wade forever which is
0: pack the court right right, right. so yeah let, let's get into some of the the things that have, have gone on in the last week or so since the last time we reported on what was going on in in israel and in uh east jerusalem so the um you know i i think i i think i forgot to mention this last week but one of the among one of the things that uh israel is doing right now in in their quote-unquote fight with the palestinians who have no army and no fucking you know major munitions to speak of um fighting against people with nuclear fucking weapons but you know that's the yeah no it's totally a war guys it's not at all a uh
1: their nukes are secret you can't genocide or
0: slaughter right (laughs) Um, there were, uh, there are multiple reports and video evidence of Israel using white phosphorus uh, in in their bombardments of Gaza um, which for people that don't know is a uh, major fucking war crime. White phosphorus is internationally illegal because it's considered you know a, a really heinous form of chemical warfare basically well yeah, technically
1: it's not internationally legal if the u.s and israel haven't signed on to the international treaty
0: right bandits <laughs> right and right. So, right. all those other crazy countries every single one except yeah. for american israel think well, it's. Free. we
1: also don't recognize the international criminal court funny right. how that works
0: right well right. or we do when it's convenient when they're when they're going after people we like and then when they don't we don't recognize their sovereignty um but yeah, so white phosphorus, for people that don't know, literally will uh, burn your skin off your body. It like it'll it it clings to, you know, uh, mucus membranes and will and and skin, and it will literally like burn like fu- like burn your skin off while you're fucking screaming. Right. You know, for your you life. know all
1: the, all the horror movies where like the the hero like grabs a flare gun on a yacht and like shoots the monster villain, and the right. flare like lodges in their chest, and it's like just shooting sparks out, and they're
0: like that's what white phosphorus does right yeah you yeah, know it's, it, it's horrific and they're using that on women and children uh in, in 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 palestine so that's you know just gee i wonder who the fucking bad guys are in this situation i mean that's um, not
2: all they also they also spray sewage at people's homes and in the streets um like from cannons
0: <laughs> wow i didn't even know about that that's i mean that's been going
2: on for horrific ever yeah
1: I heard something about that on Democracy Now today, and it was like, like a passing reference, and I was, it, you know, I'm kind of like eating food, and, and somebody <laughs> just listening, and somebody mentioned, somebody in Gaza said something about that, and I was like, wait,
0: what? Right, like, like that, it's just, it, there's no even, you know, it's just like You're just fucking psychopaths. Like you're all, you're a country of fucking psychopaths. Like there's no, you know, military uh, application for that outside of just I want to cause rampant disease in this fucking uh, community of already, you know, besieged people. Um, By the way, who they they just blew up the only fucking lab in Gaza uh, that is able to process COVID testing. uh, You know, during a global pandemic of and they killed their top
2: scientist.
0: Right. (laughs) <laughs> right totally I'm sure totally coincidence yeah, yeah they, the they, um, he they're was targeting <laughs> they're targeting the homes
1: of surgeons uh, they killed the only neurophysiologist in all of Gaza and they targeted his home blew it up and killed him and his family um, they've hit uh, 18 hospitals and medical clinics um, they bombed a refugee center so you know this, this is it's just blatant Right. Right. Mass murder, um, you know, trying to make sure that the hospitals that are there can't treat people who are injured, uh, can't treat anyone with COVID. This is mass murder. I mean, that's, you know, and and they don't even pretend otherwise. You know, they don't pretend otherwise. Somebody noticed that um, the IDF has two different Instagram accounts, one in English and one in Hebrew. And their English language Instagram account is all footage of like, israelis under attack and fleeing for their lives and (laughs) hiding from the the you know all the you know and then the hebrew account which is going to be mostly followed by people in israel was all just like laughing and celebrating the deaths of Gazan civilians right you know showing their bombs blowing up hospitals like like, metallica and shit right yeah like
0: just yeah. you know, America, fuck yeah, but Israel, you know, it's
1: in. you know, and that's how you get the majority of the population of Israel to be okay with this shit is is right. mass media manipulation, you know. So they they know that the tide is is turning, or could easily, maybe not this time, but like the next time they do a mass murder, you know. It, and the, tally, the the scary thing is, like every time they do this every forty six years, they don't stop at two hundred; they always get up to about. 2000 civilian deaths before finally they get the phone call from the White House saying, All right, it stops now. Right. So they completely can do whatever they want to up to a point. There's always right. that point where, you know, even though we say oh, Israel can defend itself, like there is a point where they'll get the call that says, Now it has to stop.
0: Right. And it's it's I'm sure it's a pre agreed upon amount of carnage they're allowed to inflict, you know, again, Democrats and Republicans both fucking hand in hand on this. And, you know, the sad thing is that each time they do this, they further and further shrink the territory and shrink the Palestinian population. And it really is at a critical mass where they're really just going to be able to just say, well, yeah, you know, we want to make peace now with the fucking 5000 Palestinians that are left after they've massacred you know like it, it's just and i know there's a lot of Palestinians still in the occupy in in the um in Gaza and on the West Bank where uh but they're just again this is ethnic cleansing this is genocide and the reason okay. that people are willing to uh call it apartheid now is cuz apartheid is is probably like a super uh tame description it's definitely a super tame description like, like, the liberal media is finally coming to the point where they're calling it apartheid because it's so far beyond apartheid at this point. You right. know, apartheid's what they've been doing for the last yeah, 60 years. Like, they're just full-on genocide mode right now. So, you it, know. It,
1: honestly, like, as much as I fucking can't stand John Oliver and Try right. Noah, like, the fact that those two guys have come around, like, America just needs, like, a, a, a shitty, smug guy with, like, a... a TV talk show with a British accent to convince them of international issues being right or wrong. Right, otherwise, right. otherwise they just don't know, right? Right.
0: The liberals just will never understand it unless it's couch for them in fucking infotainment. Uh, and even
2: that was like a complete weak statement. Tepid. I mean, right. the ones that he made, he was like kind of doing a whole both sides thing and also condemning Israel at the same time. So it's like right. you can see that you know you're still trying to. Um, legitimize like what they're doing, and unfortunately, a lot right. of people specifically fall for you talk
1: about the John Oliver bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he also was like, "Well, I'm not going to get into the history of it." And it's like, "Well, the history is <laughs> it's
0: important. pretty important." <laughs> Seventy
1: three years of ethnic cleansing and genocide. Well, you know, the Nakba was was seven hundred thousand people right. were were evicted out of their homes at gunpoint. Uh, and he also he did a, a thing that I I can't stand is he perpetuated the lie of Iron Dome. This this fake missile defense shield. Uh, I went back and watched the 2014 interview that Democracy Now had. Um, after I mentioned this on our last show, I watched the, the episode. Well, they, they talked to this physicist. That's like there's just no way that you can shoot down a, a five pound rocket, you know, at moving at 600 miles per hour with a 200 pound missile at the cost of 400 thousand dollars each. It's like the they the actual success rate of knocking these things down is less than 5%. Right,
0: because they it, just it, launch a million up in the air and they get lucky that they managed to, you know, hit a few just by by pure coincidence because it, they launch so
1: many. It's like hitting a bullet with another bullet.
0: Right, right.
1: It, you know, it's, it's not a ballistic missile that's miles up in the air and you've got, like, 20 minutes to, to heat-seek it out. It's exactly. It's like these are, these are rockets that are very low to the ground fired from, like, a little shoulder... Mounted thing. It's like you just, but they they do it. They do this to make it sound as though if they didn't do it, then like thousands of Israelis would be slaughtered. Right. And they also do it so that we can keep the money flowing.
3: Right. Right. These
1: these rockets are all made by Raytheon
2: for their lives.
1: Exactly. And, you know, we've got Joe Biden's going to sell another $735 million, almost a billion dollars in weapons to Israel.
2: And that's in and addition to what they're already getting.
1: <laughs> in addition, yeah, yeah. So we give them the money to buy the weapons from us. Like, like, why even,
0: you know, pretend? Like, why even change you know, hands? You know, it makes when, no sense, right? And the irony of the Iron Dome is that actually would probably work against more sophisticated weaponry because all it literally is is they launch these kind of, they almost look like flares or fireworks. They just, you know, go. They're these these you know munitions that kind of go up in the air and and I think the 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 way they're probably designed is for like to trick heat-seeking missile sensors to go to you know collide into them rather than continue past them into the area that's, where they're supposed to hit, yeah, but Hamas rockets of, don't
1: do. But that, but though. right, but no, that's what I'm saying. They would <laughs> it would
0: actually work against probably right. like if they were trying to defend against U.S. missiles, which are all fucking heat-seeking. You know, like that probably would actually work against that. But it, like you said, they're just fucking like improvised. Well, what they do is missiles.
1: They don't have to hit the rocket, the rocket's too small to actually hit. It gets close to it, and then the Iron Dome rocket explodes, and the shrapnel, there's enough of it that if it's close to the rocket and it hits it, it'll cause it to detonate. The thing is, they show these videos of the Iron Dome rock- rockets exploding, and whether they take out a Hamas rocket or not, <laughs> right. they, they post that video as evidence that, oh, that's a successful... Fit. Like they, They're trying to make people think that the two rockets actually hit each other, and every time you see one of them blow up that that was a successful takedown. That's not. That just means that the Iron Dome rocket self-detonated.
0: Well, you never see it didn't a side. You never see a side view or a rear, rear view of those rockets. You always see it from the front because you can't really tell when all those rockets are when all the Iron Dome rockets are exploding how many are actually getting through and how ineffective it actually is. Right. You're not going to
1: see any difference between a 200 pound rocket self exploding and a 200 pound rocket exploding and taking out a five pound rocket that it right. was in the vicinity of from right. miles away where they're shooting the video from. It's going to look identical. So, again, it's theatrics for the camera to spread a lie.
2: Right. I also believe that they're kind of like shooting up their own in the air and, you know, doing a whole, you know, thing just for the media, just for the pictures. Because I don't believe for a second that Palestinians are, you know, shooting rockets at them all the time. Where are they getting this money from? They're saying that it's like thousands or whatever. I don't believe it. Right.
0: Right. I'm sure they've maybe gotten their hands on 50 to 100 rockets. They're not shooting yeah. hundreds of rockets an hour.
2: I guess it's a kidsling shotting a rock is fucking- considered a rocket.
0: And,
1: right. and the rockets that they have, you f- the, the biggest rocket you can fire from a shoulder mounted rocket launcher can only go about six miles at the right. furthest. Right, but any time that Israel, uh, quote unquote, detects rocket fire, they sound their their air raid sirens across the entire nation of Israel to keep the entire nation panicking. Right, and there's like very few people that live uh, in Israel within that six mile rocket, you know, range of the very northern tip of the Gaza Strip. It's mostly farmland,
4: right?
1: Right, but you just tell everyone to be afraid and that they're under constant you know uh, risk of being killed and they'll go along with it.
0: Right, and people in Tel Aviv are at zero considering how far it is from from any of the fucking Palestinian area it's it areas it's very uh it would be it would be in, it, yeah, it's just impossible for a rocket to reach them yet. You constantly see social media posts of like that guy like you know it, who's in the replies of everyone's fucking anti-israel tweets of like oh yeah well i'm in a, i'm in a, a bunker right now with my child and he posts his fucking ugly like crying face as he's sitting in a fucking ch- you know uh, it's the exact same picture it's like the dude did a fucking photo shoot in this in this bunker and he's at, at no actual fucking risk whatsoever of being hit with a rocket but did yes, you guys the see the like uh,
1: snapchat map video comparison
0: yeah that was
2: ugh, Jesus i s- Christ. yeah i Saw a little bit of it, but not much.
1: Yeah, it was just like it, Tel Aviv. Everything's normal. Everyone's just chilling. You know, it looks like fucking Florida. It's people like are know, partying, yeah. just going to the it, beach, and, and then the, it cuts to the uh, you know Gaza City Snapchat map, and it's just it's just like mass chaos and blood and destruction and leveled level buildings right uh, everywhere, and people covered in dust, and it's like, oh yeah, well, good thing Israel's defending itself because if they weren't. There might be. Oh, there was another video with someone of someone like, like, uh, somebody, uh, a guy opening his fridge in Tel Aviv the moment a Hamas rocket struck, and they just like open the door and a jar of
0: mayonnaise falls on the floor. <laughs> it was like, can you believe the carnage? <laughs> well, so I want to get into some of the responses, uh, to the situation because it's, you know, obviously an escalating human rights catastrophe. Um, and the Biden administration has been working overtime to, you know, just do the same thing that Democrats and Republicans always do, which is be Israel's little bitch and constantly just assert their, quote unquote, right to defend themselves from people with rocks and bottles uh, as they stand there with, with the backing of the, the most powerful army in world history and nuclear weapons. Um, So, you know, uh, Blinken put out horrible statements, fucking uh, we mentioned the seven hundred and thirty five dollar arms sale, which uh, AOC to her credit, and again, I doubt it's ever going to go anywhere because uh, uh, of that foreign affairs committee that we talked about earlier, but is putting forth a resolution to block the sale. Um, and even if it doesn't go anywhere, it is it is significant that that's the first, uh, uh, apparently that's the first time uh, anyone's ever put forth a resolution to block arms sales to Israel. Um, right. Which, which yeah.
2: The only issue I think with that is the fact that they've known about this potential sale since May 5th, I believe, and it's now the 19th and they only have 15 days to put forth a resolution and, you know, tomorrow's the 20th. So, (laughs) I mean, I feel like once again, they're kind of just doing something symbolically um, rather than actually fighting for it. So they can be like, look, we tried. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I think it's kind of bullshit.
0: (laughs) no yeah, yeah and and again it's not even going to go anywhere anyway so it's all fun, but it's just i do feel and this is not in credit to them but i do feel in general that uh and, and you know comrade you talked about how uh you know this happens and and it does every you know 4 or 5 years or so and everyone gets really outraged and then kind of forgets about it i do feel like the the general public tide of sentiment is turning because uh for one thing, I you know, and social media was obviously around in 2014. The last time Israel had this really horrific uh, the, the public opinion hasn't changed.
1: It's that now we've got a, a tiny fraction of Congress saying the things the public already says, and you know, it but, shouldn't. We shouldn't have to have a Palestinian uh, American Congresswoman to say this no, shit.
0: No, I know, you know, but I it it does seem like the. I think that like people, like you were saying, people like John Oliver and Trevor Noah are a good barometer for what the acceptable level of public discourse out of the mainstream media is on these things, and that's, I think, the real but significant. All thing. I'm saying is public opinion hasn't changed.
1: Public opinion has been well aware of this for the last twenty years in America.
0: Yeah, I mean that's yes, but there are still a lot of people who just believe literally anything that MSNBC, exactly. C- CNN uh comedy central HBO I think that that
2: the the change in the opinion um I mean they've they've been aware of all of this but I think that the change is obviously social media and then also the fact that Trump was like so blatant for so many years like the U.S. I mean people really got to see what the U.S. is so he exposed that um and then also you know the government is turning on its own people like how you know we have police going wild and rioting in every single city so you know people are losing faith in the government and the legitimacy of like what they're doing um and i think that that has played a part in that as well
0: yeah i i I really do think it does feel like a, a shift in 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 actual policy hopefully is, is going to be f- the hand, their hands are going to be forced. Cause of course nobody in elected office is ever going to do anything anti-Israel willingly. Um, right. you know, let, let alone, uh, support something like BDS. Like that's the, you know, that, that would just be beyond the pale. But I, I think like, you know, we, you mentioned Rashida and we're going to play at the end of the episode. There's a, just really, really fucking good, uh, floor speech that Rashida gave in Congress this week. Um, and, you know, for all the shit with the squad, I, and I, I think we've mentioned in the past, I, I, she is definitely not, uh, you know, she's not the same kind of animal as, as like an AOC. She had an organizer background. She's not someone who's just trying to fucking, you know, be on the cover of Vanity Fair and go on RuPaul's Drag Race. Like, she genuinely gives a shit about these things that she's talking about, uh, even if she, you know, doesn't always vote the right way. She's certainly a lot better you uh, see the photo of the uh, Rashida of
1: confronting Biden on the tarmac? <laughs> yeah,
0: which, uh, of course. Oh, I just, he
1: looks so mad. Even with sunglasses right. on, he looks just, just fucking. Maskless, like his, screaming he's in his face. He's got his hands up in the air, like. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and, it, and, yeah, well, she yeah. just doesn't care what anyone thinks. Like, she doesn't care about like the discourse and decorum you know the way aoc clearly does right Right, and and that's self-perception her, her
0: perception the media you know yeah
1: like that's that's to her benefit that she's like she's too detroit to be turned into a washington uh you know insider she's always going to be too detroit
0: um which right is awesome. and and so she gave this i thought really really good floor speech um where she laid out you know just the the uh, the history kind of of Israel, Palestine and what's happening right now. And, you know, she spoke about her personal experiences because she is Palestinian American. She has family. Her grandmother still lives in the occupied territories. And, and, you know, she's uh, li- literally worried about her grandmother's fucking life right now as, as the president of her own fucking part, who's a member of her own fucking party is giving carte blanche uh, approval to Israel to continue to fucking murder people like her grandmother. So she is, you know, obviously not gonna uh, She she she's gonna make a fucking fuss about it and she gave the speech to, you know, again a mostly empty floor of Congress as always happens when anyone speaks about anything. Oh, yeah. You uh, always know it's important yeah. when right. nobody's
1: there. Right,
0: you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, because they all just like, all right, I'm not gonna listen to that shit. And, and it was just really, you know, I, I really appreciate that she's not she she never comes across, and again, I don't want this to sound like I'm just pulling AOC out of the hat just to bash on her for no reason. But she, AOC has a very big tendency to come across uh, like an actress when she's giving these speeches all, a lot of the time, scripted, like very, yeah, very scripted. And Rashida fumbled through a lot of the speech, and I really appreciated that because she's not giving a rehearsed. She she's like genuinely struggling with the emotions and the emotional weight of talking about the extermination of her fucking of her of her family and people right. like them right now that's being that's being uh facilitated by people like joe fucking biden uh right. you know again pre- president His member of own party
2: about it was so dismissive um and he was uh, like i, I, I hope yeah. your family is safe in the west bank like he made it clear that her grandmother i guess is not being targeted but um they've been going into the west bank as well
0: right Right, I'm going to pl- actually the this. audio of that. I have the audio of that. I'm going to play the audio of that cuz like like you said it is pretty fucking disgusting. And by the way, he makes this in front of two gigantic fucking or, or, or gigantic SUV and like a classic SUV, like a 1940s SUV cuz he's doing some kind of a PR fucking like I mean people in other countries must be losing their fucking mind at how gross and disgusting and naked our capitalism is in the US where the President of the United States literally goes and does a PR stop for fucking Ford Motor Company, like yeah. th- th- this, th- it, it, it I, like what the fuck? Like what? Are, what are you doing in the what's middle of? of yeah, absolutely sorry.
2: no, but you're so right. But like in, what's wild to me is the fact that just a couple months ago, liberals would have been fucking heads exploding everywhere if this was Trump.
0: Right, it, exact same thing that he would do. Like, you know, but it, but on. it's
2: fine now. It's all fine now because there's a D next to the name.
0: Right. Right right so yeah let me let me play the audio of this of this of, of his comments because again like you said he was confront. and there's no video of this because it was you know kind of off uh outside of the 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 press circle but rashida uh when he came to 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 michigan to to do the speech at this this ford plant um rashida was obviously there to greet him and she confronted him about this and she's like you're not doing according to people who were you know aides that that leaked it she basically told him like you're not doing enough like what are you doing you're 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 allowing Netanyahu to commit war crimes you're not doing enough and he you know was dismissive I'm sure and you know there's a picture of uh, Debbie Dingle uh, like you know physically restraining Rashida from getting closer to him because that's I guarantee anytime you see any, leftist confronting joe biden there's going to be a liberal woman there to stiff arm or tackle that person you know fucking we've seen we've seen jill do it we've seen simone sanders do it now we see debbie dingle do it like nobody is allowed to speak to joe biden i also think partly those it's because those liberal women who are in joe biden's universe know that he can't control himself and he has a fucking short fuse and he will say or do something really stupid if 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 they don't you know, remove that person from in front of like, his face. Very, like right. scream
1: the word why 16 times in a row <laughs> from the reporter's face. Maybe
2: gra- get a sniff of their hair. Yeah. Why, 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 why?
1: <laughs> Such <laughs> a bite, weird bite their, f- finger, <laughs> bite their finger. Bite
0: their finger. Oh, God. All right, let me play this clip and then we'll, we'll talk about it. But yeah, it's... Yeah.
3: <laughs> you're getting it done. Debbie, you're a... And Representative Dan Kildy, he's a good friend. Representative Brenda Lawrence... Uh, and by the way, be careful what you say to uh, Representative Slotkin. She knows more than you. They may be watching you. Uh, where are you? <laughs> I tease her all the time. She's a great, great, great addition to the Congress. And Rasheed Tlaib, where's Rasheed? I tell you what, Rasheed, I want to say to you that uh, Two times you I said admire her your intellect, I admire your passion, and I admire your concern. For so many other people. And it's my, from my heart, I pray that your grandmom and family are well. I promise you I'm going to do everything to see that they are in the West Bank. Okay. You're a fighter, and God, thank you for being a fighter. And Andy Levin, no, a lot of Levins. And Haley Stevens, I thank you
0: all. What were people clapping for? Yeah, who fucking knows? I mean, They probably
2: I, were holding up signs, telling them to.
0: <laughs> right, right, applaud. Um, but did you catch this of... little weird anti-Semitism at the end? He goes, uh, and Andy Levin? Uh, I know a lot of Levens. <laughs> just, anyway, just, just, just had to throw why, it in. Why did he keep calling her Rashid? Her name is, is, is Rashida.
2: Because he's a he moron like whose brain's melting. He's... Right. He said it
1: three times. Like... I... <laughs> I, he said, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure they're safe. That would involve not selling them weapons. That would involve calling up Netanyahu and telling them the bomb stop today. That would involve uh, going to the UN and instead of blocking uh, the UN Security Council from issuing a statement calling for a ceasefire, it would be going to the UN and demanding that the Security Council support sanctions on Israel. Right. That's, wh-
0: that's what would doing the thing that he said would involve. Right. And, and you know, that's actually something that Rashida mentioned in her speech, and I was really happy to hear it. And it was, you know, short of actually calling for it, but it was probably one of the first times you'll hear that called for on the floor. Probably the first time it's ever been mentioned in a non-derogatory fashion on the floor of the House. Uh, she mentioned the BDS movement and, and and you know, how, how they've been demonized. But... Uh, you know we talked i talked about it last week and we talked about it last week how the only way any actual change is going to happen because you know again it, people it, it doesn't matter what atrocities israel commits like no it it you know real change is not going to happen until everyone actually p- puts economic pressure on israel and puts economic pressure on the united states to stop supporting israel and like by, through bds I really think that that's the only way we're going to see, you know, and and again, the the mass demonstrations we saw this week, were really encouraging the scene. I have to imagine that's among the biggest, uh, you know, pro Palestinian demonstrations we've seen in the U S at least on that massive a scale. Um, I think that needs to be coupled with the, the, um, with a strong education on what BDS is and why, uh, boycotts, investments, and sanctions were so successful in ending the South African apartheid and why that's the only way we're going to be able to fucking get any real change on this issue Right? Um, is, is is by people like Rashida coming out and supporting it um, and by people, you know, who who don't have the... Who, who it's not as convenient for to come out and support BDS. You know, Bernie fucking Sanders could do a lot for this movement if he fucking would come out and support BDS because he uh, couldn't be called an anti-Semite, although I'm sure they would try or they would call him a... They already call him, him that a, now. They call him a self-hating Jew. And, mean, right, exactly. You know. and, and as we
1: talked about last week, like there's really no such thing as being anti-Semitic unless you are <laughs> right. inc- including all the Semitic languages uh, of which uh, uh, Hebrew and Arab are... Both Semitic, so right. Arabic is a Semitic like, language too, right? If you speak Arabic or you're Palestinian, uh, like you, literally, like you can't be <clears throat> anti-Semitic unless you're saying something that also is condemning yourself, right? It's just, it's, right. It's, it's, it's just a nonsense word, right? And the people, as we discussed last week, the people who first tried to marry the term, the term Semitic or Semitism, as to only being referring to, to Jews were racist anti-Jew Germans in the 1870s, right? Right. So, like, nobody else did that until they did it. (laughs) And then now Israel is, like, continuing to try to make that thing a thing.
0: Right. So I also want to – I also have this clip from the same um, event where Biden was doing PR for a fucking car company. Promoting their new electric SUV, I guess, is what he was oh, there for. Real quick, I gotta mention yeah. this, this just popped
1: on my headline. Uh GMC's new Hummer EV will weigh nine thousand forty six pounds.
0: <laughs> that's uh that's pretty hefty. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like that probably uh if it hits somebody is is is, is gonna do a little bit of damage. Four okay. and a
1: half tons. Four and a half tons. That's a car that's fucking crazy. A car that weighs four and a half tons
0: right that's gonna transport one to two people probably on average
1: that's that's not the vehicle that joe biden wanted to use to run over a reporter yesterday with but uh, i'm sure he would love to get his hands (laughs) on that one
0: right so you know this and again this just really listen to the way the reporters in this clip um just fawn over him and giggle like fucking little schoolgirls about every little psychotic joke that joe biden makes um it, and it really should give you a sense as to why the press is literally just, you know, acting as a, a stenographer for his administration. And that's what they always do. But, um, yeah, so so basically he was in this little scrum. He's sitting inside of a, uh, I think, an electric F-150, um, which, which has some weird fucking pattern on this. I don't, I don't know. Whatever whatever's going on in this clip, He's he's basically doing PR for Ford. And he's gonna test drive this little uh, this this little this electric SUV as like a PR stunt, Um, presumably because the only time he's allowed to get behind the wheel anymore is if he's on a closed track where there are no other people that he could (laughs) collide into. Uh, Non-professional driver, do (laughs) not (laughs) attempt. Right, right. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, there's a little scrum beforehand. People yelling out questions to him, and one person mentions Israel, and and just listen to how he responds to. Uh, this question uh, and see if it reminds you of any other president who did a similar thing in in recent history. <laughs>
3: Four,
5: four, three, four, well, we never released really no, it. Okay. Oh, right. right. <laughs> Mr. President, how fast were you going?
3: Well, okay, I'm just going to step on it. I'll come off at 80 miles an hour. You'll see what oh, it is, okay? You ready?
5: Mr. President, can I ask you a quick question on Israel before you drive the No, you can't.
3: So I'm not unless you get in front of the car as I step on it. <laughs> I'm only teasing. Okay, here we go. You ready? See you, sir. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> that's oh. All right, our oh, best awesome. test driver ever. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I heard a verbatim of only that. us. <laughs>
0: that's that's your news media, ladies and gentlemen. That's that's your news media. And yeah, it, it's a little hard to hear because it's not a mic'd clip. But Biden, um, so one reporter was like, "Hey, can I ask you a question about Israel? You know, the 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 apartheid genocidal regime that you're 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 facilitating uh, <laughs> right now in, in, in the Middle East?" And he says, uh, well, no, you can. Um, yeah, only if you stand in front of the car as I step on the accelerator. So only as if you stand in front of the car, so I can murder you with this SUV." That's, right. That's, well, I that's mean, you know, that's, idea that's of Joe joke. Biden
1: being Joe Biden, you know, in solidarity with all the red states that want to make it uh, legal for drivers to <laughs> run over protesters with their car. Right.
0: Right, exactly. right. Yeah. I mean, just everything about that clip is so fucking gross. I, I just. Oh, my God. All right, all right, yeah. <laughs> I have nothing really else said. I just I, I, I can't believe that that this is the you know. But but really just just the fucking like the fawning like, ooh Mr. President, you're so you're so funny. I can't be-. like that's and you wonder why that the U.S. media operates, you know, like what what we describe state media operating like in other countries. They just repeat the talking points of, of whatever administration is in power verbatim and. Right. Um, and with just no critical, you know, uh investigation applied whatsoever and it was there a bunch of little fawning uh you know sycophants who were never actually taught what journalism is. And that's why the best journalists you see are all people that didn't go to fucking journalism school.
1: <laughs> there was a uh, a reporter today who um uh I don't have it in front of me here now, but um apparently Lori Lightfoot <laughs> the mayor of Chicago uh decided that she will uh, only do one-on-one interviews with black and brown reporters. And she had an interview with a guy named uh, Gregory Pratt. Uh, I don't know his ethnicity, but he has fairly dark brown skin. Um, Just looking from his his, uh, Twitter, Abby, and it says, Okay, so he says, uh, I am a Latino reporter at Chicago Tribune whose interview request was granted for today. However, I asked the mayor's office to lift its condition on others' And when they said no, we respectfully canceled. Politicians don't don't get to choose who covers them, right? Uh, because she th- she thought she's like doing a you know a, a nice thing for Black and Brown reporters <laughs> by refusing to do uh, interviews with anybody else, and it, it, that I mean it's like that's not your job, right? Like you don't get to choose. Well, it's, not, it's not her right either. You yeah right Like right. I said
0: you don't get to choose who fucking covers you. Yeah.
1: So I I replied, elevating black and brown journalists is the job of their employers, not politicians trying to cherry pick who holds them accountable. But yeah, I mean, it's like, (laughs) and of course, she only would do that. She's doing that because she thinks she'll get more favorable
0: coverage that way. That's the only reason why she would do it. Right. Right. Because she's atrocious. She is, yeah. And, and, you know, she's doing everything she can to to avoid the the deserved terrible coverage that she does get. Um, I want to get into a couple more just really disgusting responses in the last week um to uh this situation so kirsten cinema um who who's just killing it lately um is <laughs> it's really the worst fucking so bad i just she's a she's comically bad like i just and she dresses like a fucking stick of bubble gum like i don't understand what <laughs> the fuck is go- what it what is her deal i don't know but um she's a aging millennial that wants to be a
1: fucking zoomer who is with bad politics,
2: yeah. bad boomer
1: right, politics. Awful politics. Right. right. She's right. trying to like marry the zoomer and boomer.
0: Right. And to be fair her politics are just, you know, for sale to the highest bidder cuz she used to apparently used to be a green party activist like anti-war activist during Bush's administration. like she's just she has no fucking original thoughts whatsoever. She just goes with whatever is the <laughs> trendy movement at the time. And Honestly, I think that the was the point, money. though, because
2: people could uh, use yeah. that. Like, when she ran, she used the fact that she was, like, you know, this leftist but could work with all types of people or whatnot, like... She's complete garbage.
0: It's like the She's Dave Rubin, like fucking like you know. Oh, I used to be a progressive. Like she just, it's it, like she did it for the grift. Basically, she has exactly. no actual politics. But Marianne will Williamson,
1: money. but actually electable. <laughs> right. We're to talk about Oh, uh, Yeah, We're we'll, we'll
0: talk about her. And yeah, but yeah. Let, let's let's read uh, Kristen Cinema's right. <laughs> let's read Kristen Cinema's statement. Um, uh, where is it? I strongly support Israel's right to defend itself from terrorist attacks. The loss of life, especially civilian life, is tragic. Hamas, fueled by Iran, must stop its rocket attacks. Both parties must find ways to achieve a sustainable calm and de-escalation of violence, and work towards a secure le- and lasting peace in the region. Both part- both 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 armies in this in this war, in this very even war that's going on, must find a way to de-escalate the violence. You know, not the, the, yeah. The, the people who are inside of an open air prison, who are being bombarded by the most sophisticated aerial weaponry in the world, who have no fucking air force, navy, army um to speak of, must must find a way to deescalate the violence with the, with these psychopaths that are yeah, the, genociding. They're <laughs> not Jews dying or
2: leaving their houses fast enough. That's how you right, deescalate. Right, right, right. That's how you deescalate
0: the violence. Jews in the
1: Warsaw Ghetto need to find a way to deescalate the right, tensions with, with the uh third reich right, right um right so that that's of course you know settle settler colonial language um you know to to presuppose that the people who were there first uh are somehow guilty of you know causing the destruction of their people the, the ethnic cleansing of their people um but that's, you know, I mean, it's it's getting harder and harder for them to say that kind of shit. Uh, and, it, you know, especially when you have social media now and any person can walk up to a politician, almost any person can walk up to almost any politician and get him on camera just being an absolute fucking shit clown. Uh, as we saw with Andrew Yang this week, um, or actually last week after we uh, went to air... I don't know if you we played that clip. Actually, no, you're right. We did play that clip last week. Um, But since then, uh, (laughs) Andrew Yang's polls have taken a nosedive.
0: Have you seen this, guys? Yeah. Yeah. This may be the biggest poll to poll drop I've ever seen in U.S. politics. Like short of like finding out that that a candidate like like murdered a hooker. I can't imagine a situation where somebody would take a bigger. Fucking nosedive in the polls that Andrew Yang took this week. Um, seemingly just from that from that super rabid, disgusting pro-Israel tweet that he tweeted out. Um, he uh was was running away with the New York City mayor's race. Um, because because Manhattan loves to just elect psychopaths uh, as as their mayor. (laughs) Um, and uh, he dropped seventeen points from poll to poll and is now in second place to uh, Scott Stringer, who's Not really much better, right? Um, I think Adams
2: was uh first. Oh, I'm sorry, Adams. Right, right. Yeah, uh,
0: Stringers in third or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he Um, has
2: like sexual harassment, (laughs) you know?
0: Right, Stringer has sexual harassment. (laughs) Adams is is a black guy who was a uh, black Republican for most of his adult life and is a former NYPD officer. Exactly. Yeah, just real great fucking choices across the the board. Greatest city in America. (laughs) This is the best fucking they can do.
2: Yeah, I mean, Garcia is all right, I guess. Um, She was like the head of New York City sanitation um, for a while. Um, And then, you know, the only real choice, to be honest, is Diane Morales.
0: Right, who's in like sixth place right now because she's the only one with actual principles and, right she'll unfortunately is not going to win but yeah she'd be the only decent choice in this entire field um but yeah so <laughs> it's really remarkable to see and uh, you know uh, Andrew Yang just is is really not a good politician like he he has a lot of he really appeals to the same kind of uh, of, of sad idiots that people like Elon Musk and uh Joe Rogan
4: <laughs> uh, Joe Rogan
0: appeal to <laughs> right like just just tech bros who who think that They're somehow going to like beat capitalism at its own game. People that like read like the Wolf of Wall Street's fucking book, like Jordan Belfort's book, and think like this is the guy to emulate. Like that's that. And they, but they think that they're somehow outside of the system, even though they're really just perpetuating the exact same system, just doing it. They're finding ways to save it. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Well, and they're Um, making it worse. Right. right, right. The whole idea of of cryptocurrency that like you have to have an engine running. To like keep the money in existence, right? Like right. The, even even Elon was like, uh, we're not going to accept cryptocurrency to buy Teslas anymore because of just the massive, massive carbon footprint of cryptocurrency. He's like,
0: I, I know I don't give a shit about the climate, really, but even like this is bad PR even for me to just it's, it's as stupid as like you, like have you
1: been to like a you know like a CVS or Walgreens right where like instead of like the cooler where they keep all the soda. You know, just being like a glass oh, the, door. The, the now it's a giant fucking TV screen that shows you what's <laughs> on the other side of it. Like, what? what? If only there was Why some way was, to see
0: into the cooler to see what was what on the was, other side of. It. Like,
1: oh no, we don't. You could just show a, a window. A window worked fine. Why did we have to fucking? <laughs> and replace it with a fucking and, giant plasma screen TV that burns so up pounds of coal every day.
0: And, and the funniest thing is, like, it's not even accurate. Like, people have gone in and did, done videos where they open it, and like the thing that's supposed to be behind it is not. But so it's not even the inventory isn't even kept up like digitally in did real you think time. Of a better, uh, just like <laughs> allegory for capitalism than that. No, no, that, I really yeah, a, that's, a that's giant, expensive,
1: costly. Uh, mechanism that does exactly what uh, an inert piece of glass that's existed for thousands of years could have done and, and it doesn't even work when you open it and it's not there's nothing
0: fucking behind it god damn it uh, so
2: ridiculous
0: we're number one guys um so, <laughs> so yeah you know couldn't happen to a nicer guy than yang he also came out with like super fascistic comments this week about like Needing more police after that shooting in Times Square, which, by the way, has a fucking police precinct right in the right. middle of it, and right. none did shit. So, and
2: know. he he made the same comments um, about um, you know NYPD having to be in Asian communities um, with like the rise, um, I, I guess, of attacks against um, Asian people, um, especially after that shooting. Um, and he also says the same about just police in general. He wants to put more cops on the streets, give more money to police. And he, you know, he sticks his foot in it every single time he's around actual people. So, right. I mean, I don't know who the fuck is supporting him. None of these people must be from New York unless it's like, you know, some rich tech bro. And like, they're not the majority. <laughs> Neither oh, is yeah, he, no, by it's... the way.
0: He fucking just moved back. He's, to yeah, New he's York from so fucking
2: he can... Westchester. That's where he belongs. Those are his people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Not to mention the fact that, like, who are the people most likely to brutalize Asian Americans? It's the fucking MAGA police. Exactly. Remember when uh, it was a few years ago? Um, I don't even know if it was de Blasio, it was mayor yet, but like they were going to crack down on the like just massive amount of people that are killed by cars in New York City. And of course, to do that, they started, uh, you know, uh, arresting people for jaywalking. And there was an 80-year-old Asian man who didn't speak English. And when they told him to stop, he didn't understand them. So they beat the shit out of him. And there's video of his face covered in blood because the NYPD's solution to traffic violence is to beat the shit out of pedestrians so a car can't kill them.
2: And also mass arrests and uh, ticketing and all types of bullshit. That doesn't actually change anything. But also the NYPD's been in Asian communities like cracking down on like nail salons and whatever like immigrants and things like that so it's like they don't keep anybody safe
0: right right no not at all they're 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 terrorists they're they're a fucking big terrorist gang um who get billions of dollars every year of of our tax money to to brutalize us like that's what they exist for
2: actual minority communities do not want police in there like If you ask the majority, they don't want people there. It's always the people that are from fucking Westchester, Cop Island, Long Island um, (laughs) that want the police. But it's like they live where you are, but they're going and brutalizing people somewhere else. So, of course, you like that because it's not in your community. They're not bothering you.
1: Right. Right. Absolutely. And then what happens Um, when people mistrust the police so much that they're afraid to call them is that you do have criminals who take advantage of that. Right. And we'll take advantage of immigrant communities um, in my in my hometown, I went to a, a city council meeting when um, uh, my hometown city council was was trying to decide whether to cut ties with ice, and the uh, chief of police actually came and testified a, uh, against it and said that the uh, his, he didn't want his police department to have anything to do with ice because he was well aware of that fact that if people mistrust the police that much that you will have real problems like human trafficking come in you know so it's it, I, I hate to like throw that out there as like a pro crime narrative <laughs> but that that's just you know that that's a fact is is there should be uh resources for people who are being you know, who are victims of crime right? for the for the real shit the police should be focused on, especially with ice, you know, broken window bullshit. Exactly. And especially
2: with ice, because a lot of people don't report crimes, um, especially in immigrant communities because of that, because they're afraid of, you know, either um, being deported or being arrested and then being deported. It's a huge problem. You know, people won't report their rapes. They don't report crimes against them. They don't report their bosses. So it becomes like a whole big thing.
0: Right. I mean, imagine what a cop could get away with if it was done to an illegal immigrant. Like, literally anything. Oh, they do it all the time. Right, right. Like, who are they going to go to? Like, what are they going to do? Like, that's just... It's horrific. It's a fucking nightmare scenario. There's
1: billboards all over Chicago right now um, that are are, uh, directed towards immigrant communities, saying, if an employer takes your ID and doesn't give it back, that's a crime. And it's unethical and immoral. And I don't know why an employer would do that, other than if they were, like, trying to uh, you know, get a potential employee in trouble, right? If they were undocumented, or
0: just the threat it's of leverage. it, like yeah, you know,
2: it's just a threat. work for
0: shit wages. Don't complain about any of the things I ask you to do, or else I'll report right. you to the government. You I, know? Oh, you want your your
1: ID back? The only thing that you have to prove that you're a you know belong here. Well, guess what? You're gonna work for half pay now, right? You know, I, I can uh, totally imagine that. But you know, imagine like the police doing the same thing. Right. Well, right. we're going to hold on to your ID and uh, you can call. Here's my card. Call me in a few days and you can get your ID back. I, but cops fucking pull extortion shit like that all the time. Exactly.
4: All the time.
0: So I want to get into a couple more uh, disgusting comments on Israel. Uh, did you guys happen to see the Washington Post editorial board uh, story about this? Because I'll, no, I'll read the first one? paragraph. <laughs> so the, the entire editorial oh, board. Nominal civ- civilians, that one? Um. It, no, it might have been a different one, but this just just listen to the first paragraph of this sure. editorial from the from Wapo. Um, Israel did not start the war that now rages between ah! it and Hamas. <laughs> <laughs> Isla- oh man, I, I just again whole editorial board put their names to this. Um, it just reminds me of, like Billy is- Joel's
1: song "We Didn't Start the Fire." <laughs> Israel Anna.
0: did not start the war. The Islamist movement began launching missiles inter- indiscriminately at Israeli cities a week ago using as a pretext several days of unrest in Jerusalem. So so okay uh, just uh, I and mean, there's more but those first two sentences Israel did not start the war that now rages between it and Hamas. The Islamist movement began launching missiles indiscriminately at Israel uh, Israeli cities a few weeks ago using as a pretext several days of unrest in Jerusalem. So they're literally admitting in the second sentence, that their first sentence is bullshit, because Hamas, even if you don't agree with it, is using the unrest, quote unquote, in Jerusalem, a.k.a. when right. the fascist fucking thugs and the IDF started beating so the shit out of people whoever in Whoever wrote that temples, had to
1: sit there and figure out, how can I come up with words that don't <laughs> use the word... Because of, or afterward, <laughs> or
0: in, using in response as a pretext. to... That's, that's impressive. That's impressive wordplay, I got I to admit. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. They workshop so that one. Money, right? Oh, for sure. For sure. That was that <laughs> was like There were email exchanges like about those exact
1: words. <laughs> like, um, what if... We, is, mm, <laughs> what's a way um, to phrase this uh, as a precursor? No,
0: too complicated. <laughs> as a pretext. Pretext. <laughs> Israel's subsequent bombing of targets in the Gaza Strip, which is a, which has been aimed at killing commanders of Hamas and the Islamic Jihad, eliminated uh, eliminating rocket launchers and destroying the tunnel network used by the militant groups, is not morally or legally comparable to the rocket launches, which are war crimes. Okay. That, <laughs> that, I, I, I just that's that's the Washington Post's first paragraph in this fucking editorial which is and this um, is
1: why you have editorial boards right to hide who wrote those right. sentences so oh, that man. so that you so... don't know whose house to show up and burn down
0: this is by the way this is you want to hear the headline of this piece because i actually just clicked through i didn't even know the headline editorial board so is
2: now. the cia
0: right, right. Uh, opinion after a bloody weekend israel needs to cease fire as much as hamas oh my god i just how do these people live like, with themselves? Yo, I after that understand.
1: raging kegger we had last weekend, I'm going to take a couple days of, you know, uh, healing my body. Because, man, I got to hang over like you wouldn't believe. Dude, just
0: so beyond parody <laughs> at this point. And, 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 I mean, clearly this is just straight from the desk of some fucking, from some spook at the CIA. But, I mean, you're literally doing this shit, this apologetics for fucking genocide as Israel is blowing up fucking press buildings in in fucking
2: Gaza. Bombing the roads to the hospital. They didn't, it wasn't even just that, you know, they were like, oh, well, we're we're targeting Hamas buildings. So how is it that you bombed out all the roads to one of the main hospitals in Gaza? Those
0: roads were housing Hamas. I don't know if if you're aware of that. The
2: street street was launching its own rockets, I guess. I don't fucking
0: know. Well, so that that was one of the things I I wanted to bring up. So the the bombing of the associated press, the building... In Gaza, that uh, was no, you know, the media building in Gaza that housed the Associated Press, uh, among a bunch of other press outlets, uh, was bombed by Israel. Um, And, you know, of course they knew what the building was and they gave them, you know, an hour's time to get all of their shit out of that building, all of their, you know, records and equipment out of this building. So it wasn't like this was I like mean, a mistake what you fucking can bombing. gather
1: under your arms in 20 minutes. Right, right. Like what the fuck can you t- yeah, you've been there for 15 the years. You can't move uh, media offices of a major international news agency <laughs> right. in 20 minutes.
0: Right. Video records just re- all, the, all, the, all like physical re- it's just impossible. Like you said the video if if you've seen the video uh, of the of that was taken inside the building as they were scrambling to just gather as many records as they could um, and And, again, just, you know, total fucking, like, silence and and, uh, tacit approval by the U.S. government. Like, literally, they just fucking blew up the press building so that people uh so that the press couldn't report on the atrocities that they were committing in Gaza and their excuse was oh that was that was actually a Hamas building they were they were they were hanging out in the basement they were sh- Hamas had an office uh, right right next to the AP they were uh, sharing sharing office space
2: they will basically um, I mean, just use that as an excuse for anything like even if they ta- accidentally target like the wrong building or you know one of their missiles like go off course they'll just say oh well Hamas was probably there at some point
1: there is no wrong building (laughs) every every building every everything that's living every road every telephone line every you know water purification every you know every everything it's all a target and this is this is you know, when Barry Weiss says this is the Zionist project, that's what she means, right? Is to wipe out the Palestinians. You notice at the New York Times and Washington Post, they never say the word Palestinians. They say Gaza or Gazans or Hamas. They never right. say the word Palestine. Right. They'll say Gaza or West Bank, but they never say Palestine because Palestine cannot be allowed to exist <clears throat> even in mention of the word, let alone be a place or a people.
0: Right. Well, and so you know this. This really, you know, I, I think this was part of the the, the the at least the tone of the U.S. media starting to shift a little bit because at least some of the people there were like, uh, you know, again, reporters don't give a fuck when co- like, and the, you see the same thing with the police brutality that we see in the U.S. They don't give a fuck when the cops beat the shit out of like leftists or like you know just black people in general. Yeah. But once they start beating up cops and arresting them, or, or excuse me, beating up. Uh, press and arresting them then they're like well can you believe what these cops are doing i can't believe what they're doing like what's what's going like they all of a sudden start to 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 kind of you know right
1: understand well even even still though like the the ap president and ceo gary pruitt released a statement that just showed how cozy and comfortable big media is with whatever the you know official uh party line or state line whatever whatever they say because he he said he was shocked and (laughs) horrified he says here uh, we are shocked and horrified (laughs) uh that the israeli military would target and destroy the building housing ap's bureau and other news organizations in gaza they have a long known our location and our bureau and new journalists were there we received a warning that the building would be hit we are seeking information from the israeli government yeah like that just that right there like, why would you be seeking any information from the people that tried to murder you?
0: Right. Exactly.
1: Uh, <laughs> like, you still have a good it's, faith like relationship. When we like there. Cops <laughs> do
0: internal investigations into police police killings. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah,
1: they'll, they'll, I'm sure they'll get to the bottom of it. There, we are seeking information from the Israeli government and and are engaged with the U.S. State Department to try to learn more. Like, well, there's your first and second fucking mistakes, dumbass. Right, right. He goes on here. He goes on here. This is an incredibly disturbing development. We narrowly avoided a terrible loss of life. A dozen AP journalists and freelancers were inside the building, and thankfully, we were able to evacuate them in time. The world will know less about what is happening in Gaza because of what happened today.
0: Yeah, dummy, that's the fucking point. Why do you think they blew your office up? Why would you admit (laughs) that? Fucking idiot. You think that that's not exactly what they wanted to fucking hear? That was mission accomplished uh, for them. Right. You fucking moron! Unbelievable. Like, this, this, again, the, the fucking cucks that own these companies. Like it's just like this is so. And again, but so. By the way, of course, Israel is claiming that they they show they have evidence that Hamas was in the building, and that um, there was this article in the J Post, Jerusalem Post. Um, Israel showed U.S. quote smoking gun on Hamas and AP office tower officials say. Um, now, this is an AP story from later in that day. Breaking. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken says he has not seen any Israeli evidence of Hamas operating in a Gaza office building that Israel destroyed in an airstrike. The building housed the Associated Press, broadcaster Al Jazeera, and other media.
1: Well, he, he, womp, you, womp. you say that as though he's like, well, I haven't
0: seen any evidence. But really what he would mean it as is, I don't need to see any evidence.
4: <laughs> right. Exactly. But but,
0: but, but even on the fake, like they couldn't have even like made up some fake evidence to show them just to give everyone plausible deni- deniability because they know they're just allowed to say and do whatever they want. And then the U.S. typically would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, totally. That's that's true. So just um, imagine working for the
1: AP there for 15 years and like one day you're like, hey, what's behind this door in this Part of the building I've never been to, and you open it, <laughs> and there's like a bunch of people there sitting around with. There's a bunch of R- RPG missile launchers, <laughs> and you're like, I'm just gonna close that and pretend oh, I didn't bad. see anything. Did like that's just... what they want us to believe is like was like going on there. So it was probably
2: was like a journalist that you know Israel didn't like that probably like got a you know IDF you know whatever on a, on a cell phone video, and they had to destroy the building. That's like I, I the only just thing imagine I can think of.
0: I just imagine like the power went out in like the AP's office and they're like, Oh, go send the intern down to the basement to, to flick, flick the uh, generator and flick the, flick the circuit breaker back on. And he just goes down there with a flashlight and he flicks it back on. And as it comes on, there's like just a poker table full of like guys with like rocket launchers, (laughs) like playing fucking poker and like, "Whoa, what's, what are you guys doing down here? And he runs back upstairs to tell the fucking state department, like it's preposterous. It's fucking preposterous. The AP And the AP, by the way, said, uh, no, there are no Hamas in the building. Uh, we fucking checked because we know this is the shit you guys do. They didn't say it in that way, but they are like, we know that that's, you know, <laughs> we knew it would put us in grave danger, I believe was yeah, the phrase, if there were Hamas in the building. Because that's like Israeli
2: practice or something. They were basically still like justifying it.
0: Right, right, of course. Um, by the way, speaking of justification, um, and this is a great... Wait,
1: wait, wait, I was, sorry, I was just thinking about like Scream, like when Hamas calls you and you trace the call and it's coming from inside <laughs> your own house. <laughs>
0: Calls oh my TV. God! Someone, like need, someone bomb my apartment, quick! Hamas <laughs> is here.
4: <laughs>
0: oh my God! All right, see so the to Onion speak- headline. <laughs> oh yeah, the, yeah. Wait. Do you have the actual headline?
1: I remember? I don't, but it was like uh, uh, Onion, Onion, uh, breaking news. Onion uh, calls on Israel to bomb its headquarters in case Hamas hiding inside. <laughs> <Putin>. <laughs>
0: onion is so spot on oh my God. all the time. They better be careful. They would, if they could get away with it. They would. Um, they totally would. So I don't know if you guys saw this uh, in response to this AP story, but it's just a great example of how insidious and fucking uh, like, like how, the, like the, this, this kind of like, like, uh, you know, bro fucking like, Oh, I don't know anything. I just, I just say what I think. And you know, I, uh, the, the, the pod save America dickheads, um, they, oh God, they, they, they put exist? on this air of, yeah, they, well, they put on this air of like, uh, you know, like they're just, oh, well, like, yeah, well, we like the same things you guys like and we just, you know, we're just going to give you the straight dirt on the inside of what happens in D.C. So Tommy Vitor, who's one of these one of these dipshits, um, and this is a great just example of the way the Obama administration worked to just sow disinformation constantly um, and then pretend like they were totally blindsided by it like everyone else. Uh, so he tweeted in response to the, the AP, um, bl- you know, AP building being blown up and whether or not Hamas was in there. Uh, Last thought on this. I'm sure Hamas offices were in that building and that they purposefully co-locate operations with civilians. But that is not a new problem. And the IDF wants to claim that military that the military effort is targeted, precise, act. then you shouldn't have hit that building. So somebody replied to him. Appreciate your tweets as ever on this, Tommy. Just interested interested to hear more as to why you're sure Hamas offices were in that building. Why are you taking it as a fact? Is there any uh, evidence to be sure? And his response was, I talked to people who worked in the building. <laughs> so so some Zionist piece of shit uh, quote tweeted this and said, whoa, former Obama White House spokesman Tommy Vitor says uh, he's spoken to people who worked in Gaza building uh, in the Gaza building. Uh, in the Gaza building targeted by an Israeli airstrike yesterday, and he's certain there were Hamas assets there, seemingly confirming Israel's claims. So then he responded, Wrong. I talked to someone who used to work at that building periodically <laughs> who said he believed there may have been Hamas offices there. <laughs> oh, my so God. This, this is the insidious shit this is, that these this fucking... Is, this is
1: how the CIA can then go, Oh, well, we we know that Russia is paying for uh, bounties on U.S. troops in Afghanistan. And then you know it's nonstop propaganda, and then it turns out uh, what was that based on? Oh, d- nothing. Our but, own general and, basically said that wasn't true.
0: <laughs> but but like the, the insidiousness of that, and I don't know if people realize what he's doing because he knows exactly what he's doing. He's. He's resetting the the point of acceptable discourse, because in his mind, he's the voice on the left of this conversation, and he's saying, well, yeah, of course, there probably were Hamas offices there, but I think we should really have a discussion about whether or not it's targeted enough to just say we're going to bomb every Hamas target. He's not even allowing for the fact that, of course, Israel fucking lied about this, and anyone with a brain knows Israel lied about this. He's saying, oh, well, yes, of course, Israel was not lying about this, but we need to just talk about their tactic. So he's resetting the fucking discourse. This is the shit that the Obama administration did constantly to justify the atrocities that they fucking committed and were a part of. Like that it, it's so insidious and fucking infuriating that they get away with this shit.
1: Right. Well, uh, we should mention Marianne Wilson, uh, will Wilson, Wilson? whatever the fuck are... her <sighs> Right. Why Williamson is just too many words. Like Williams is enough. Like that's last Williamson oh, is too many syllables to have for a name so jules you brought this to my attention um do you have the original tweet she had here that she deleted
2: um i don't um i was actually out like when everything was going on um but i did see it like screenshot by a few people
1: yeah well she said something shitty about israel i don't know exactly what it was but it was you know it's
2: it's usual yeah basically
1: both sidesy, whatever, and it was bad enough she deleted it, but she kept engaging with people
0: who had responded oh, I, to I it. Oh, have, I have the original. I found the original de- yeah. deleted tweet if you want me to read yeah. right. um, it. And she deleted this because she just got bombarded. Uh, I want Israel to change, and I want Israel to survive. Quote, love mercy, do justice, and walk humbly with thy God is the only strength and power that a Jewish state can rely on. A Jewish state must be built on Jewish values. Mercy and justice towards Palestinians is the only path forward. So just totally Girl. reiterating her desire for an ethno-state <sighs> multiple times. Yeah. So I had
1: one response here I wanted to read. Um, not my response, but somebody replied, I want a single state, a, mul- a multi-ethnic and religious democracy where the rights of all people are recognized and equal. It's clear the two-state thing is an unworkable farce. No, uh, no more prison cities. To which Marianne Williamson replied, "A single state solution is acceptable only to those who oppose the existence of a Jewish state." Like, well, <laughs> like you can't you can't have a theocracy and be a democracy, uh, as as the squad was rightfully tweeting out to their credit, uh, saying, you know, you can't be a democracy and be an apartheid state. It just can't. <clears throat>
0: Did you see her respo- her reply to uh, Andre Pr- uh, Promise? I think his name is uh, cute, on Twitter. Um, yeah, I this- saw
1: some of that. So,
0: <laughs> so th- I just want to read out a, a couple, a little exchange that she had. Just really shows where she's at on this issue. Um, someone responded to her <clears throat> initial tweet: um, "The settlements have grown at a rate that makes it impossible for a two-state solution. What we need is a one-state solution with equal rights and representation for all." Incredibly disappointed. Bad fucking vibes. Um, to which she responded, that is your opinion and I respect it. I also get that there are people, or, or excuse me, that there are so many settlements that at, the, at this point it would make it very hard to end them, yet we must. What you call, quote, bad fucking vibes is someone simply saying that the state of Israel has a right to exist. So, uh, Andre Promise, uh, responded, the state was founded on the violent expulsion and liquidation of indigenous Palestinians. So what does it mean when you say that the state has, quote, the right to exist, um, especially considering that the very state we're engaged in uh, is engaged in a campaign of ethnic cleansing as we speak, to which she responded, I am not enrolled in your interpretation of events. <laughs> I, w- w- what's his interpret reality? What the fuck is his Shouldn't you be asking, <laughs> like, what's the enrollment
1: process to uh, <laughs> catch up to reality? So, yeah, I mean, he he had another reply here. Um, he
2: had several, yeah. Uh,
1: he said, I'm getting sick of saying this, but I, I'm just going to say it, that Marianne belongs to a class and generation of Jewish people whose entire identity has been constructed around a terra nullius fable of Israel that was that has never existed. Challenging that means challenging their whole identity. Now, uh, uh, terra nullius is a Latin term. It means nobody's land. Uh, it was right. a principle sometimes used in international law to justify claims that territory may be acquired by a state's occupation of it. So it's just uh, we decide that this is ours now. And right. here, here's a Latin legal term that we can use to They're
0: very to selective argue about that, that though, because they still it's like tabula, in private property. It's tabula property. rasa. Right. Blank canvas. Right. Same thing. Right. Um, and there, there are a lot of people, a lot of Jewish people, who, who said, like, yeah, no, I didn't realize that, like, Because, you know, again, like Catholicism, you go to school, and I can speak from my experience being raised as a Catholic, you go to school and you just learn about shit that's just, like, blatantly not true. And then you, as an adult, you come to learn, like, oh, yeah, that was all bullshit. Well, a lot of uh, Jewish kids, Jewish adults say, like, yeah, no, as kids, we learned about... Israel basically being created and we didn't like understand that there were people living there until we were in like our 20s like that like in 20s and 30s like this is just not something we were ever even aware of like you're just told a complete fucking fairy tale about the creation of Israel like it like it was just you know like a march through the desert to this promised land that was sitting there like waiting for people to fucking start living there and again they just stole a bunch of people's fucking houses like you sitting in your fucking house right now. Imagine like people just come there with fucking guns, at, with the backing of the U.S. and British armies, and say, "Hey," and they're coming uh, from fucking Brooklyn. You gotta leave, right? They're, like to this day, the, the
1: there are like billion-dollar nonprofits based out of Israel that are trying to recruit American Jews to move there with the promise of a free house. That right. the, and they tell them. And free well, healthcare, we, we just, healthcare. We just we just evicted services. the people living there, and the house is yours now, right? And the right. people who are forced out will go back to the house that they were forced out of and confront the people that live there now. And these these American Jews are like, "Oh, I was told no one lived here," and they, they tell them like, "No, we were forced out. This is our house. This was our home." And they're like, "Well, it was given to me, so I didn't do anything wrong." And there's videos of this happening more and more. Oh, really? yeah. <laughs> As they're just like literally just taking people's homes forcing them out at gunpoint and then giving it to some American Jew that they promised that to give them a free home So Somebody- it's like well if someone told me I could have a free home and no one lives there
0: I'd Sure, sure. Fuck, you know, uh, fifteen. Some someone asked, and this was like in 2015, so it actually might be higher now. But back in 2015, they did a study. They estimated about 15 percent of the settlers in Israel right now are Americans, like just people, like you said, from fucking Brooklyn and like you know Florida, wherever. Just, just like just, went there yeah, and this just is took someone's they, fucking house will, and got free healthcare. They will
1: for free. Fly any American Jew to Israel for free, just to get people to go there <laughs> to be like hey look at all the how great it is here don't you
0: want to live here now uh, which is probably something you have to do when you when you're not doing anything wrong is just constant propaganda and pr to the tune of billions and trillions of dollars to facilitate the fucking lie of so the creation of your when they pay for state. your trip
2: you actually have to stay with your sponsors and like your i guess group um, and if oh, yeah. you decide to veer off course or ask too many questions they'll like cancel it and you have to pay them back
3: <laughs> wow. Somebody I, I
2: remember somebody writing about it. They were there on a birthright trip, and they decided they yeah. didn't want to stay with the group, and they ended up having to um, you know pay for the cost, I think of like the tour. And I don't know if they also had to reimburse that, for the flights, but yeah yeah. Uh,
1: th- that sounds like the kind of shit that like the State Department warns you about if you try to go to North Korea.
0: That I mean, that seriously sounds like the <laughs> shit that like a timeshare company does to get you to go to like you know Colorado for a weekend. It's like well, you can come, but you you have to sit through this presentation where we just torture you for three hours. And if you don't, you got to stay for the whole
1: on <laughs> the golf on the golf cart on the path. If you stray from the
0: path, we can't guarantee your safety. <laughs> right? It's just unbelievable. It's, not- it's just unbelievable. And by the way, somebody was you know because this, obviously this this conversation come up about birthright and how like it's just a complete you know and of course like i'm sure a lot of you know there are a lot of uh, american jews who are consider themselves liberals or leftists who who partick, partook in that and like that's fine if you got a free vacation out of it cuz i would not turn down a free vacation either but just know like that was a fucking propaganda trip like i'm sure you had a great time but you were just being completely propagandized by by the equivalent of the Israeli CIA. Like that's what it fucking was. But the funny thing is like somebody posted about like how their other countries do birthrights too. And I'm fucking furious because I didn't know that Italy has a birthright where you can go you can take a free trip to Italy um, if you if you if you have Italian heritage, and I'm like mother, but you had to be like 18 to 23. So I'm just like motherfucker. Nobody told me damn, about this. I could have had a free trip to fucking Italy. I could have been eating like real Italian food and like, <laughs> goddamn, like, it, but it, and not learning about like her. Well, <laughs> unless they get into the fascist history of like you know. You gotta be like, out how to shit, like you to know. retroactively get that shit. Be like, I like, Look, I'm I missed gonna out fake for, idea. The, <laughs> for
1: the age demo, but you know, my, my uncle owns a sanitation business in New Jersey, so like, you gotta let me go.
0: <laughs> right, right. Come on, I'll even do the. Pro- I'll go to the fucking Vatican and be like, "Ooh, look at that!" Like I don't care. Like I'll fucking. I get a free trip to Italy out of it. Um, but yeah, it, it, no- we were talking last week. Anthony's never actually watched The Sopranos, but
1: that's the um, uh, sanitation business in New Jersey. Is I, the, well, I, yes, the that's business a, that that's Tony a real. Soprano... That's, that's
0: a real thing, also outside of The Sopranos. Oh, of course. I right. The mob. The mob is. You know. That's. Wait. A, so
1: you're saying that in real life, the the fucking Italian mob owns strip clubs. I had, I thought that was right. like a genius bit of screenwriting. I don't right. know if that was real. All types right. of
2: businesses. Anything that T- is typically easy honestly to like little bakeries hide. is mostly. Yeah, anything like that's this. easy to hide the money.
1: Yeah. So like, one of the funniest thing about Sopranos is that like they got so many things accurate that real New Jersey mobsters were like worried that they were being wiretapped for purposes of the show. <laughs> <laughs> and like the the sausage and meat shop that they hang out at in the show was only 2 blocks away from an actual mob's sausage and meat place and they would be <laughs> sitting there watching them filming being like are we like there's there's audio recordings of them being like are we getting like they're calling each other, going like, "What the fuck? Are, are we Which being surveilled? The is the
0: stooling, is right? this
1: show really just the FBI pretending to make a show to like <laughs> get closer to us?" To literally, like, hey,
0: we got to do some research. Come yeah, on.
1: and and they, of course they had the butcher shop because that's where they would fucking chop up bodies.
0: Right, right. <laughs> so it's like. But there's a reason, like, anytime you go into an Italian bakery in Manhattan or anywhere else that, like, used to have a big mob population, there's just always a table full of, like, old Italians sitting there playing cards, drinking coffee, because that's just, like, what they used to do. They were all fucking fronts. They all were owned by mob guys, and they would all just – that would be their recreation, and that was, like, the off-limits place where no one could fucking, you know. Right. Go and fuck with them, but everything's I, way I, cheap. But cash only, Funny. right? <laughs> I have to, I have to, I have to give props to my fellow Guineas though this week because uh, Italians did something great this week, um, and I have to give them a shout out. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this, yeah. but yeah. Naples dock workers in solidarity with the Palestinians refused to load a cargo ship full of weapons that were being sold to Israel or being transported to Israel, um, and they actually released a statement which I want to read out. Um, Naples dockers belong to the Sikobas uh, Union, uh, belonging to the Sikobas Union, join the struggle against uh, tra- uh, the transit of weapons through our ports. These weapons help feed wars and profits against the Palestinian people uh, that has suffered for decades uh, a ruthless repression by the state of Israel. In the last few weeks, this r- uh, repression led to some Arab families being evicted from their homes in East Jerusalem and to the bombing of Gaza, with hundreds of people killed, including tens of children. Um, this was in response to the revolts er, uh, erupted in all. A lot of this is like translated through Google Translate to so some of the grammar. I might be a little off. This was in response to the revolts erupted in all occupied territories. Um, we are unconditionally on the side of the Palestinian people and against the occupation and Zionist aggression uh, on Gaza. We denounce the complicity of the Italian government in almost all. Uh, parliamentary forces with the israeli aggression we denounce the italian state's silent approval of the transit of israeli war weaponry through our ports our hands won't get covered in blood to support your wars see Cobas workers of the port of naples fucking awesome that's awesome yeah speaking of last line i wish our i I
2: wish our workers would do that instead they're you know know, bitching about (laughs) other people going on strike
1: right there are some pretty progressive uh dock worker unions in the u.s i know that there have been um i forget which unit it is but uh, it might be the Longshoremen. um but they were they were like one of the only unions that came out in opposition to this massive liquid natural gas uh pipeline that uh, they actually would have benefited from this this new lng terminal um up in the pacific northwest a few years ago um so there's there are definitely, you know, some good ones. Um, I had one little bit I wanted to uh, to get to here. Uh, we've had a couple of massive protests in the streets of Chicago, downtown in the last week. And the first one was like fifteen thousand people, just fucking massive. And then they were gonna have another one this Sunday, which I thought like, okay, it's Sunday, there's people are gonna be doing lots of other shit. It's gonna be way smaller. And it was, like, double the size. It was easily, <laughs> like, twenty to 25,000 people. Just, like, you couldn't... It would have been, you know, the biggest indoor stadium in the U.S. is only 24,000. And it would have been, like, you know, lying around the block of people right. that still couldn't even get into that. And there's, there's... For both of them, there's been, like, a big you know, like a, a pickup truck with a loudspeaker system and people chanting and they're all like, oh, everyone stay behind the banners and stay behind the truck, but there's always like about a thousand guys that'll get in front and you can tell are way rowdier and don't give a fuck about like the coalition, you know, right. or like they're, they're there because they want to fuck shit up. And there was, um, you know, so I'm there and I'm, I'm in the capacity of, you know, being sort of an independent photo journalist. Um, I'm taking pictures and of course I want to get images that are the most dramatic and tell a story. Um, but, you know, nobody that was there was breaking any laws, right? That's that's always the concern. Like, if you're a photojournalist, live streamer, or whatever, and people are smashing windows or lighting cop cars, like, you want to make sure that if you upload anything, you're not showing faces or any kind of, you know, identifying kind of a thing. And I'm always very cognizant of that, very careful. Right. And I uh, was kind of following this, this kind of rowdier group, and they had, like, those... Um, you know, like the they're like uh, the the smoke burning things that put out tons of colored smoke that you see at like uh, soccer matches, you know, gender
0: reveal parties, or gender right. reveal
1: parties before it <laughs> right. lights the state of California on fire. <laughs> right, right. Well, they had a bunch of those, so there's Lairs just like whatever, this, right. like the like a uh, red and white and green and black smoke billowing everywhere, which is just you know visually interesting to see a crowd of thousands of people and all this colored smoke. Uh, and then I see this one really small crowd, and I can't tell what's going on, but I'm like, okay, something's happening, so I, I bike up to it, and then I can tell that they're, they're lighting a, uh, a Israeli really a flag on fire, and it's kind of smoldering and putting out smoke, and then finally they climbed up on top of this uh, sort of shed that's uh, covering the stairway down to the subway, so I get like a really good kind of upward angle image of this flag right as it catches like fully on fire, and the whole crowd there is cheering and everything, and you know, it's just a little moment, Burned a flag, no big deal. Um, so I uploaded that to the internet, and then all hell broke loose (laughs) on my Twitter feed, uh, and in my inbox because apparently, you know, for the last year, for every protest and riot we've had that I've uploaded video of, nobody's had a problem with it for the most part, right? But suddenly, right
0: wingers, right?
1: Right wingers, liberals, and even leftists were coming after me for posting that video. Um, there was even a woman at the at the march who came up to me while they're burning the flag and was like, you're not part of this protest are you And I was like I didn't know what she meant and I just said, I'm here marching in the streets with everybody else and she's like so you didn't just you didn't just come upon this and I like I didn't I didn't understand <laughs> what she meant by that what do you, you but writing? I think she I think she was like she didn't um she didn't want the burning of that flag to be like, you know, make them look bad. Mm. And she was, like, preparing to kind of, like, explain something to me or say something like, oh, this doesn't represent what we're here for, or some shit like that, right? And, you know, I'd been there the whole time. It was just, you know, I, you know, like i'm a white guy with blue eyes right so like <laughs> right so nazi is the immediate thought of when people first just, see- yeah like i didn't look like the vast right. majority of the people that were there i mean there was a few other white people but i would say far less than one percent right? right um and i figured there would be more just kind of like generic activists there on a sunday right. for it and there wasn't it was very very small. it's
0: a very diverse city though i mean but yeah but yeah, i still I would expect a bigger bigger white population yeah. than that but-
1: um but there was, you know, and then I, you know, I had, let's see. So there was a liberal who said, I don't agree with this violence. <laughs> what, what? I, I posted <laughs> I posted it up on Instagram and Twitter. And see, on, I think it was on Instagram's woman liberal woman said, I don't agree with this violence. Uh, and I was, I, I re- replied to them. I was like, well, the Supreme Court disagrees with you because uh, the burning flags is protected free speech. Uh, and then they replied that they wanted proof. They were like, where's the proof of that? I'm like, what? <laughs> if only Supreme Court rulings were public record. Right. If
0: only there was a way to look that <laughs> if up. If only you were on a device right now where you could look up this information. But the minute you, you, the minute
2: you the show on. them, they're going to block you. Because they don't want to right. hear it. They want to continue to believe right. whatever they believe. And that's really all there's to it.
1: And then I had a right-wing troll who kept commenting that the 9-11 hijackers were Pally's. Meaning Palestinian, just, just,
0: just not even true. I mean, that's not, even like, the, not even like from Pakistan, the mostly like Pakistan, but you
1: know, no, they were all Saudi and,
0: and all funded.
1: They from, were all know, Saudi everybody. nationals, every one of them. Um, and I said that, and he's they like, from, he right. just kept he just kept denying it over and over. And like, nope, they were Palestinian. Like, what does that have to fucking do with what's happening right now, anyway? <laughs> like, uh, and then I had a right winger quote tweet me and said, "Is this what my tax dollars are paying for?"
0: What? Uh, what? <laughs> what does that even mean?
2: Well, your tax Clearly, dollars are paying for the reason why people are protesting. Maybe address that.
0: <laughs> right, his, his no, tax your, tax your tax dollars are paying for the fucking flag of Israel. They're paying for the fucking...
1: Well, first it goes to George <laughs> Soros, and then he pays right, it to right. Antifa, and then Antifa <laughs> buys the flag <laughs> and then gives it to the Palestinians. Yeah, oh, and, then, and then I got inboxed by somebody on Twitter... Uh, who's a mutual follower who said that I uh, needed to take the video down because the the police might come after the people in the video, and I was like, "Wait, why? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's protected for no one's breaking any laws there."
3: And right. If they were in
0: in Palestine, I'd probably say that because they you know they just fucking execute people <laughs> right. all the time. They execute right. that guy with the that famous flag photo, you know. Chart like leading the charge. They killed that guy. Yeah. But, so yeah. I, was,
1: the, their response was, uh, "Do you think the police care if it's legal or not?" And I was like, "I mean, kind of, because they don't care if like if if somebody went up and like stole someone else's flag and burned it, then maybe, but they <laughs> like there was there was first of all there was very few police there, and what they were were like bike cops, and they were actually staying as far away from the crowd as they physically could." Right. Right? So I, you know, I'm sure they're watching out for anyone doing vandalism, but nobody was doing anything remotely.
0: They were just there to protect the the buildings of all the people
1: that, you know. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) And nobody was, I mean, at at worst, at the previous march that actually ended at the Israeli consulate, like, people did try to push past barricades and get up to the windows, and the cops were kind of like, hey, no, like, you got to stand back, and that was the worst of it. But that's like you know they no one even the cops don't give a shit if you burn a fucking
0: flag, right? Right? <laughs> like if you if you burn like an American flag, they might be like, "Yo, that's my flag." Yeah. like they, they might get like, pissy, but yeah. And that if the crowd's
1: real. big enough, they don't even care if you burn their cars. Like they literally <laughs> won't stop you if right. the crowd is big enough. They won't go in there,
0: right? right. They get, a, if, they get if, a new cruiser out of it anyway.
1: Right. If they are like just like if they know that the crowd would is so large they can't control it they won't target anyone because they know the crowd will turn on them and they could, you know, get their fucking asses kicked. Um especially in Chicago after July 17 when we <laughs> when we sent like twenty cops to the hospital at the huge battle over that Columbus statue. Like they're very, very reluctant to have any kind of physical confrontation with a crowd that, that vastly outnumbers them right now. Um so yeah, and and I take, you know, the sort of the Photojournalism ethics very seriously, and and if they were doing something illegal, and their faces were showing, I wouldn't have uploaded that. Right. right. But like, I'm not gonna just not document
2: what's happening. What's
1: re- what's really happening.
2: Pretty powerful um,
0: imagery, you know. Like, <laughs> like yes, really-
1: absolutely. And even my mother was like, "Yeah, what's wrong with that? Like, I don't see anything wrong with that." Right. <laughs> like, but but so many people uh, just attribute. Burning a flag with, you know, calling for genocide or calling, you know, saying death to Jew, Like, it's the fucking flag. It's the most political symbol of a nation. There's more, no more simple uh, physical display of saying, you know, I've, I've had enough of this than to peacefully burn up a piece of cloth that you bought yourself. <laughs> right. Like, you know, like, great. That's what's do it more. I don't. It's crazy how people are so concerned about what other people might think if they see you burning a flag. You know, it's like, well, I don't have a problem with it, but what if what is Fox right. News going to say about it? It's like, who fucking
0: cares what they exactly, think? They that's already a problem. think it, right? And they're they're immediately ceding that ground to the right wingers, and it's the exact same shit that they cry about when we burn, you know, American flags or fucking, you know, whatever. It's like it's a fucking flag. It's it's representative of uh a, a, a country or a state that we don't agree with that we think are <laughs> fucking like it, it's you know like you said it's a piece of fucking cloth so i
1: love the bill hicks bit Probably more about it bill hicks the bit where he's like my daddy died for that flag in korea It's like really i just bought mine at walmart but it was made in korea <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh bill hicks was great um yeah it's fucking ridiculous but you know Uh, I think that pretty much wraps, hits uh, all the stuff we wanted to hit from from Israel this week. Um, You know, again, I don't see any real end in sight to the situation, but unfortunately, probably like you said.
1: We're two weeks into the seven weeks window where Israel gets to kill up to 2,000 civilians. Right. Um, And that's, that's, again, like this 46-year pattern. I Um, I think they're
0: going to reach that well before the seven, at this rate, uh, I, I think they've already killed, like, do, do we know how numbers? in Two hundred thirty. Is it that Because I heard they've already killed up to sixty children. So, although then again, Gaza is like forty percent, chi- like people under the age of eighteen. So it's you know that's a pretty, pretty normal number if it's about two hundred and sixty. Right. Oh, did children. you guys see the
1: map that someone posted? I shared this. Um, you know, last week I was talking about how Gaza is roughly the same uh, sort of shape as Chicago, right. but about two thirds smaller. Uh, by land mass and population and people got mad about it that too they were like well what's this supposed to prove <laughs> it was just it's like sh- just shut the fuck up it's a true statement
0: like what what's she right not everything is whatever um, all right yeah well that, I think that pretty much wraps us up but uh, if you want to support the show rate and review subscribe on Apple Podcasts uh, follow us on SoundCloud soundcloud.com slash move left Facebook.com slash move left idiots. Uh, Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash move left. We have merch available at tinyurl.com slash move left merch. Uh, I am on Twitter at move underscore left.
1: Jews, where are you at on Twitter?
2: I am at Mrs underscore socialista.
1: Thanks again for coming on. We always love it when you join us. Thank you for uh, having on. Yeah, I, I am on Twitter, as always, at BikesLutty, and we are going to end out the show with the full 10-minute speech uh, that Rashida Tlaib gave on the House floor this
0: week. Yep. So stick around for that, and we will see you next week. ...serve in Congress, Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib.
5: Thank you so much, Mark. I'm actually, I believe, the second. Um, but I am the only Palestinian-American member of Congress now, and my mere existence has disrupted the status quo. I am a marama, so personal for me. I am a reminder to colleagues that Palestinians do indeed exist, that we are human, that we are allowed to dream. We are mothers, daughters, granddaughters, we are justice seekers, and are unapologetically about our fight against oppressions of all forms. And colleagues. Palestinians aren't going anywhere no matter how much money you send to Israel's apartheid government. If we are, good to, are to make good on our promises to support equal human rights for all, it is our duty to end the apartheid system that for decades has subjected Palestinians to inhumane treatment and racism. Reducing Palestinians to live in utter fear and terror of losing a child, being indefinitely detained or killed because of who they are, and the unequal rights and protections they have under Israeli law. It must end. One of Israel's most prominent human rights organizations, Betselem, has declared Israel an apartheid state. Human Rights Watch recently recognized it too. This is what Palestinians living under Israel's oppression have been telling us for decades. I have been told by some of my colleagues who dispute the truth about segregation, racism, and violence in Israel towards Palestinians that I, that I need to know the history. What they mean, unintentionally or not, is that Palestinians do not have the right to tell the truth about what happened to them during the founding of Israel. They are in effect, in fact, they erase the truth about ethnic cleansing of Palestinians in Israel, that some refer to as the Nakba, our catastrophe. As Palestinians talk about our history, know that many of my black neighbors, indigenous communities, may not know what we mean by Nekba, but they do understand what it means to be killed, expelled from your home, land, made homeless, and stripped of your human rights. My ancestors and current family in Palestine deserve the world to hear their history without obstruction. They have a right to be able to explain to the world that they are still suffering, still being dispossessed, still being killed as the world watches and does nothing. As Peter Beinart, an American of Jewish faith, writes, when you tell a people to forget its past, you are not proposing peace. You are proposing extinction. The Palestinian story is that of being made a refugee on the lands you called home. We cannot have an honest conversation about US military support for the Israeli government today without acknowledging that for Palestinians, the catastrophe of displacement and dehumanization in their homeland has been ongoing since 1948. To read the statements from President Biden, Secretary Blinken, General Austin, and leaders of both parties, you'd hardly know Palestinians existed at all. There has been no recognition of the attack on Palestinian families being ripped from their homes in East Jerusalem right now, or home demolitions. No mention of children being detained or murdered. No recognition of a sustained campaign of harassment and terror by Israeli police against worshipers. Kneeling down and praying and celebrating their holiest days in one of their holiest places. No mention of Al-Aqsa. Being surrounded by violence, tear gas, smoke, while people pray. Can my colleagues imagine if it was their place of worship filled with tear gas? Could you pray as stun grenades were tossed into your holiest place? Above all, there has been absolutely no recognition of Palestinian humanity. If our own State Department can't even bring itself to acknowledge the killing of Palestinian children is wrong, well, I will say it for the millions of Americans who stand with me against the killing of innocent children, no matter their ethnicity or faith. I weep for all the lives lost under the unbearable status quo, every single one, no matter their faith, their background. We all deserve freedom, liberty, peace, and justice, and it should never be denied because of our faith or ethnic background. No child, Palestinian or Israeli, whoever they are, should ever have to worry that death will rain from the sky. How many of my colleagues are willing to say the same, to stand for Palestinian human rights as they do for Israelis? There is a crushing dehumanization to how we talk about this terrible violence. The New York Post reported that Palestinian death roll reported the Palestinian death roll toll as Israeli casualties. ABC says that Israelis are quote killed while Palestinians simply quote die as if by magic, as if they were never human to begin with. Help me understand the math. How many Palestinians have to die for their lives to matter? Life under apartheid strips Palestinians of their human dignity. How would you feel if you had to go through dehumanizing checkpoints, two blocks from your own home to go to the doctor or travel across your own land? How would you feel if you had to do it while pregnant in the scorching heat as soldiers with guns controlled your freedom? How would you feel it if you lived in Gaza where your power and water might be out for days or weeks at a time? Where you cut were cut off from your, the outside world by inhumane military blockade? Meanwhile, Palestinians' rights to nonviolent resistance have been curtailed and even criminalized. Our party leaders have spoken forcefully against BDS, calling its proponents anti-Semitic despite the same tactics being critical to ending the South African apartheid mere decades ago. What we are telling Palestinians fighting apartheid is the same thing being told to my black neighbors and Americans throughout that are fighting against police brutality here. There is no form of acceptable resistance to state violence. As long as the message from Washington is that our military support for Israel is unconditional, Netanyahu's extremism, right-wing government will continue to expand settlements, continue to demolish homes, and continue to make the prospects for peace impossible. 330 of my own colleagues and Democrats and Republicans here, 75% of the body here, signed a letter pledging that Israel shall never be made made to comply with basic human rights laws that other countries that receive our military aid must observe. You know, when I see the images and videos of destruction and death in Palestine, all I hear are the children screaming from pure fear and terror. I wanna read something a mother named Iman in Gaza wrote two days ago. She said, quote, tonight I put the kids to sleep in our bedroom so that when we die, we die together. And no one would live to mourn the loss of another one. The statement broke me a little more because of my country's policies and funding will deny this mother's right to see children live, her own children live, without fear and to grow old without painful trauma and violence. We must condition aid to Israel on compliance with international human rights and end the apartheid. We must, with no hesitation, demand that our country recognize the unconditional support of Israel has enabled the erasure of Palestinian life and the denial of the rights of millions of refugees and emboldens the apartheid policies that Human Rights Watch has detailed thoroughly in their recent report. I stand before you not only as a Congresswoman for the beautiful 13 District strong, but also as a proud daughter of Palestinian immigrants and the granddaughter of a loving Palestinian grandmother living in the occupied, Philistine. You take that and you combine it with the fact that I was raised in one of the most beautiful, blackest cities in America, a city where movements for civil rights and social justice are birthed, the city of Detroit. So I can't stand here I can't stand silent when injustice exists, where the truth is obscured. If there's one thing Detroit instilled in this Palestinian girl from Southwest, it's you always speak truth to power even if your voice shakes. The freedom of Palestinians is connected to the fight against oppression all over the world. Lastly, to my city in Palestine. Ashanik and a of Hannah. I stand here because of you. Thank you. I yield back. Okay.